Hello and welcome to Artbreaker. Today on Artbreaker, I am interviewing Tamsin Lovell, the founder of Artfundy, which is a SaaS platform for art management made easy. Tamsin is someone I have only met virtually due to the pandemic, and she is based near Cape Town, South Africa. So really excited to have Tamsin here today to tell us more about her journey to founding Artfundy. So I would love to just dive right in and hear more about how you got here today. Great. Thanks, Melia. Lovely to be here and uh, with everybody that is tuning in to your audience. How I got to Art Fundi <laughs> is quite an interesting, longish journey, I guess. I come from both tech and or science and arts background, and I've always always done both a kind of swung from one extreme to the other from sort of analytical chemistry I was working in atomic absorption spectroscopy in my first job and then studied fine arts later and ended up in journalism and data research and it seems like an odd patchwork quilt of a career on the surface but actually for me every single one of them is tied to the same idea it's it's that thought of inquiry, the fascination with problem solving and inquiring how things work. Those are the things that have always fascinated me and that, that's been the core that's always led me along the, the journey. So, so I ended up in, in the corporate world through the research, doing um, market research at a point in time and then consulting back to the corporate world. And then I left the corporate world in a big dramatic move, <laughs> moved to Cape Town and opened an art gallery. And it was a massive change at a time when I needed a massive change. And I was just so surprised having come from an industry, I suppose, big industry where solutions, software was utilized all the time to make your life easier and your job easier. And then in the art world, it just wasn't there. It was just complete lacking of systems. I was in 2010 and it was very frustrating for me. So I struggled like everybody else was using whatever I could, you know, Excel spreadsheets and uh, Photoshop and whatever else. And then started looking for a solution. I just thought, now I've got to, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And I found a couple of international options, but our exchange rate was really poor at the time. And for me, it was unaffordable so that was a nice new problem to to sort of try and solve and I said and designed a solution that would work perfectly for me and hired a coder and had him code it and we worked together on that for about a year and then I utilized that system for the next six years in in my gallery in Cape Town as it grew and then I opened another one in a partnership in London and we utilized it there and there it really came to its full value to us because we had a diverse and dispersed team and a lot of us working remotely. So I experienced the real value of it. And after a while decided that's really what I wanted to do was bring that same value to other galleries who were still struggling. And that sort of brought Art Fundi to the fore. When did you decide to take the leap to, to work on Art Fundi full-time? That was in March of 2018. So you're still in the relatively scrappy startup-y phase, not, you know, in beta mode necessarily, but... Oh, yes. 
it is a messy business being a startup. It's, it's very interesting because it's completely different. I've started a number of businesses. Before the art gallery, I had a consulting business and then the two galleries. So I've owned businesses before, but they are different to being an entrepreneur as such. This is the first time I felt like an entrepreneur being in the startup, I suppose, because it's tech and it feels different and you have to move a lot faster and because it's got global potential. So you're thinking big, um, your approach is different. So yes, it's been, it's been a crazy ride and very, very exciting. And the and timing is so right for it. Yeah, the timing does feel absolutely right for it. Obviously, with the pandemic accelerating the use of technology in the art world, and clearly all of us being remote, and certainly galleries needing technological infrastructure in order to conduct their business. Have you seen really a sea change in, in the past year? I really have. Just in, in the way that people are, they went from considering it, listening to you with a kind of, yeah, it's something I could see how that could help me to, oh, hell, I need this now. <laughs> so it, there's definitely been a huge change. And I think it was so dramatic, actually, that people adopted all sorts of things. And now they're starting to go, okay, was that the right thing that we used last year for our event or our fair or whatever? And could we do it differently or better? Or could we do it on our own or how can we enhance what we started last year? So I think the shift from no digital to all digital is now shifting to a hybrid. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. I think as you know, things open up again, of course, we all want to see and experience art in person, but I do believe that the technological imprint will remain I think often we don't have the option to fly around the world to see one artwork. I would love to have the time for that, but I personally don't. And, and just the ability to have an ease of transaction, you know, not just to find the art online, but to, you know, be able to go through the entire process of purchase. Do you see a world where one day people could literally check out, add to cart? That feels like, you know, like what you do every day on the Amazon app feels very far away from the art world. It, uh, it feels very strange, but it's not far away. <laughs> it's coming really fast. So I, I think, yes, I think the art world is elegant and subtle and it's, it's going to do it in its own way, not in a brassy kind of shoppy way, but but it will look at those technologies because they make sense. Um, people want to be able to make those payments easily. So now it's about globalization, making things easy. We're going to face a whole lot of new challenges um, around transparency, for example. And while certain technologies like blockchain seem to make things in some ways a lot easier, um, they will introduce transparency in, in the logistics process, for example. There will be kind of crypto payments that are instant and um, less costly for everybody. Those will be easier, but they will also introduce other complications to the art world around provenance and indelibility of you can't edit anything. And, and, and I think already it's happening in the States, the, but it's going to, that's going to spread globally. The government's kind of requiring transparency regarding 
who clients are and what they're doing to prevent laundering. Right. So we're going to have a whole lot of new challenges coming along while, while certain things are made easier with technology. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, we've sort of, you know, jumped right into the discussion. And I want to back up for a moment because I think for many listeners to Artbreaker, this will be their first exposure to Art Fundy. They've, they've probably never heard of it, which we're, we're clearly going to change hearts and minds uh, here now and, you know, absolutely invite them all to try out your product after today. But many entrepreneurs, part of their origin story is a problem that they needed solved in their own lives, which is clearly a part of your journey as well. Before Art Fundy, obviously it's Band-Aids and, and bubblegum, you know, on the back end or Excel spreadsheets or a very offline transaction process. But can you kind of walk me through what using Art Fundy's platform to host your gallery website is like for a gallery? Yes, for us, you're absolutely right. It was Band-Aids and bubblegum. And it was frustrating because I had a small team and... I'm a stickler for consistency, especially around design and the way things go out and the way things look. And, and there, are set, there are rules in the art world that sort of are telltales of whether you're, you know what you're doing or not. And those rules need to be met consistently all the time. But if, you, if you've got an intern and they're doing some things or and they don't know the rules, you've always got to oversee what they do and double check things to maintain that consistency. It was so time wasting. So that was one of the reasons I wanted a solution in built those consistencies. So a solution was always right. And the the inputs could be added by anyone at any level, someone could join a, a gallery team, you know, start putting inputting things into the system two days later, without knowing all the rules. But the rules are encapsulated in the system. So when you know, you push a button to say, put out a certificate of authenticity or put out a, a price list. It just comes out right. So that's how I, what's what I wanted. So that's, that was the first thing. And then we had a, a designer on retainer and I just found in the crazy buildup to an exhibition and you're dealing with artists and you've got a designer saying, I need a two week lead time to, to put out your collateral for the exhibition and your website updates, and then you, you don't have everything ready in, in that time, then suddenly you, your opening day is threatened by the fact that your website isn't up to date because you couldn't get things in time two weeks before. That was crazy to me, and it was a constant problem. So I wanted to be able to make updates as often as I wanted to, whenever I wanted to. So it was more that sort of absolute frustration and tearing my hair out and made me create that solution and I, I just I love getting feedback from customers saying oh you know I, I, one I had a little while ago from a gallery assistant saying oh this used to take me a whole day to make wall cards for an exhibition and now it takes me 10 minutes so it's the time that it saves to do those things that you have to do and you have to do them beautifully that's why they take the time, but that's installed in the system. The other was I wanted everything in one place. It drove me, because I traveled a lot, it drove me nuts just to, to hear, oh no, I, I can't access that because it's on so-and-so's computer, or I don't know if this is the latest version of the document because I don't know who handled it last or whatever. So 
It was about we need to have everything in one place that everyone can access and know it's the latest version and that I could access on my cell phone from an airport or whatever I was doing. I think and that's was- one of the unique qualities about Art Fundy is it really is an end-to-end tool. It's it's a website, it's a CRM, it's you know, has a viewing room functionality. It really has a way to obviously make previews for exhibitions. You know, I think of it as just the all-encompassing tool. And I think that's really one of the differentiators. Yes, you're quite right. Uh, editors for galleries. I suppose because I used it as my own customer for six years, it developed. And the more I kept wanting everything in the same place, it grew. So, but... um, We've spent a fair amount of time in this last year, especially focusing on having real full solution, but also something that's simple. And I think it does that. Well, one of the things also unique about your background is being someone who ran an art gallery, but also has the wherewithal to take on the technological challenges. I was wondering, what about the art world do traditional technologists miss when they try to approach our unique problems? That's an interesting question. I think in this space, you really need that depth of domain knowledge to do it justice because it's far more complex than people think it is on the surface. I've seen little telltales. It's quite easy. You can kind of look at a, at a piece of software and go, oh, okay, they're not from the art world because they use the wrong terminology like substrate instead of medium. Substrate comes from the printing industry, not the art world. You wouldn't refer to a, a substrate. And also little things like mm, they might take shortcuts. If you're in the space where you're uploading your artwork details, there's just a little field for size. And it's up to you then to just put in the size. Now, that doesn't resolve the consistency problem I was speaking about earlier, because depending who on your team inputs the size, one might put height with depth, and then the next one might put depth with height if they don't know the rules. So it's open to mistakes. What I've done in Art Fundy was make sure those mistakes can't be made. It always comes out the right way. It took us a lot of time and, and effort to do it. So knowing, for example, if you're in the industry, that if it's a print or a photograph, you need to allow for sheet size and image size, not just size. So those are the little things. But there are so many of them, they build up that if you're using a system that's built by someone with the knowledge versus someone without the knowledge, you'll, it really will tell over, uh, over time. Well, you are my first uh, international guest. And I think I certainly was very curious in our first conversation. And I, I'm thinking listeners will be too, to learn more about, you know, how location has played a role in Art Fundy. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, you're based in South Africa near Cape Town. And do you really see you know, Art Fundy as something for the local South African art community? Do you see it as something more international? Clearly you, you saw it very useful uh, with the London partnership. What do, you, what do you see as the goal? And maybe what are the challenges also in, in location? Location is, in some ways, we're stuck away at the obscure end of the world. And in part, that's why I'm excited to be working on a business that is digital and global, but it has its advantages for us, partly having developed a first world uh, or a global and all world (laughs) product, but from the constraints or the understanding of a third world place, I think it affects your psychology a little bit. It affects the way that you think. And I think I've had all along in mind that Art Fundy should be for everybody, whether they're third world or first world. 
and that affects the affordability of the product. So it was initially an affordability issue for me. So I don't want that to be an issue for anybody else, wherever they are in the world. And that makes you build the thing differently. You've got to be smart with the technology so that the business can scale globally and still remain affordable to everybody. So that's one advantage, I think. In terms of users, we've got users in eight different countries and um, and growing. I mean, we don't have a restriction in terms of footprint. So um, it's for everybody everywhere. Well, I think why I asked the location question is partly because South Africa is really far away. It's a long flight. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think what's amazing about technology, right, is it can bring the world together in a way that it physically can't as easily. And I think there's no reason that a South African-based company you know, can't be the, the SaaS solution for art galleries worldwide. So again, location is sort of irrelevant, but kind of interesting. What do you think is just talking more about technology's impact on the art world long-term, you know, what do you think will be the longest term impact of the pandemic? You spoke of a hybrid, but I'm curious more what you think that will look like. I think it's going to be very interesting going forward. And I think there are a few key areas where it will have a long-term impact. One of them is on the way that art is sold. We've spoken a little bit about that before, the way it's bought and sold. That's going to change because the way everything is bought and sold is changing. Banking is changing. (laughs) Cryptocurrencies and e-wallets and all of those things are are here to stay. So that is certainly going to impact us. And like you said, the prevalence or the increasing prevalence of e-commerce, whether it's used in the back or in the front of art businesses, it's going to be there making people's purchases just easier than they were before. The old, I'll mail you an invoice and you can EFT in a few days time. And when I've got it cleared in a couple of days after that, we'll then organize the transportation. No, no, it's going to be instant, all of it in one transaction, including the transportation, quoting and delivery. So that's, I think, going to be a a higher convenience going forward. And then in the way that art is showcased and experienced, I think is going to become really interesting, especially around the experience. So that's an online experience. I think people are dying to go back to the in real life experience of seeing art and nothing online can ever replace that. But people will start to use both and use them differently and use them alongside each other. I think that's going to be an interesting interweaving. It's not just, oh, let's just, you know, let's record the walkabout and then stick the recording on the website. It's going to get much more interesting than that. Things like artists who are planning a big museum show might do a, a small version of it online as a kind of conceptualization piece and get feedback and then utilize that as they build the, the, the big show for the, for the museum that will become the in real life show. And also art as experiences, ticketed experiences, walking in and being completely enveloped in the artwork but the artwork is the experience or the, that's on the rise. So that's going to be very interesting. And then around the business side of art, the actual business management of art, I think it's going to become more and more difficult to compete if you're not embracing software and technology to support your business efforts and save you a lot of time because those that are are going to get a lot more done. They're going to engage their clients in much more interesting ways and they're going to sell more art. 
And I guess some are saying, well, the art world is becoming an art industry and it's a bit of a pity in some ways, but it's growing up, I guess. Well, and I think to your point, if you can spend your time formatting documents or you can spend your time actually thinking about what your clients might want to buy or if you're you know, able to spend time with the artists in your roster, it's just a question of being able to prioritize your time in meaningful ways, right? Exactly. Having too much time, I know for myself, I experienced that too much time on things that had to get done for a show to go on. They weren't fulfilling to anybody in the whole ecosystem and they weren't relationship building things. They were just admin things. Well, and if you think about what technology is great and built for is to do repeatable tasks in the same exact way right? That is, that's, that's what technology is best at. So why would you not want to utilize what it is best at and what humans, frankly, are bored by? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, is there anything else we haven't touched on that you'd like to share about ArtFundy with the Artbreaker community? I would love to meet every single one of you. (laughs) I'm so passionate about this industry and I'm so passionate about this business that for me, I think around the culture of the company, because it's something that I'm taking a great deal of care to build as I'm building the product and building the, the company, that relationship we have with every one of our customers, the focus on delighting customers and caring about customers that is at the pillar of what we do so it's something at the center of everything that we do i think that's for us hugely important well once art fundy is the preferred SaaS platform for the art world will you decide to open a gallery again <laughs> i might you never know I miss, I miss some aspects of it and I'm still in close contact with the artists we represented and it's a wonderful thing. I, I fell in love with the art world the instant I opened the gallery in a way that I had never expected. It was sort of a, and I don't feel like there was more than a decade ago, I don't feel like I've worked a single day since. This is an extraordinary industry and just extraordinary world to be in and it's a real privilege. So, And thank you for having me on your podcast. It was great fun being with you. Well, thank you for joining me today, Tamsin. And I want to invite you to try out ArtFundy. Uh, They have a free trial on their website uh, and many different levels to join at, whether it's collector or a gallerist or artist. And of course, the pricing for artists is the lowest one, which I think is great uh, for artists to manage their own inventory. So thank you again for joining me today. And I hope to have you back on the podcast to check in on your progress. Thanks so much, Amelia. Take care.